When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. <laughs> AJ's having a giggle about something over here. Sorry, I, you started you started in with the welcome in and all that, and I just realized I still had my music playing, and so like it sounded <laughs> like ready. you were it, so, it sounded <laughs> like you were responding to Taylor Swift singing at you, and I was just like <laughs> About to about to collab with T Swift out here in the DNVR yeah. podcast. Let's go. Oh, we, we will get to the zombie president in a little bit. I promise. <laughs> we're we're answering user listener questions. <clears throat> excuse me on today's show. So uh, yeah, we still need some Evan Evan B roll for for the intro. It's true. We haven't been able to grab it, but. Uh, we'll get to the, the president. We have a bunch of questions from all y'all. I'm sure we'll answer some live questions from the chat chats as well on today's show. I'm looking forward to it all. Um, yeah, it should be a fun show. It's the middle of the off season. So there's, there's some interesting questions to say the least on this one, AJ. Yeah, I, I like, uh, so when we do these, when we talk about doing the, the listener questions, 
a lot of times it's like, okay, how many questions about the trade deadline or yeah. the expansion draft or free agency are we going to get? The same question because... we've answered like six times in the past yeah. year on the show. Yeah. Because there's there's always a there's always a couple of people who are just like Hey, like I know, I know that this is a few months off, but what do you guys think the F should do with the trade deadline? And it's like they haven't started playing yet. Let's see how this how this goes. Not any of those this time around. We got a wild array of questions this time, but it turns it turns out that late August is actually good for something. You're getting even further away from how you spell that name, Cygnus. He probably just took my spelling because I couldn't remember. Nerzul. Nerzul. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's as much as we looked at it. Yep. Yeah, we spent a lot of time there. But yes, the questions should be fun. I'm going to start with one that's at least semi-hockey relevant because I think the answer is obvious. Uh, this one comes from Ryan. What SC2 unit would each abs player be? And the whole team is just a bunch of Zerglings, right? Like, they're all just skating around at top speed on the ice, swarming the other team. No, I don't. I think that's a, that is too much of a cop-out. I wanted to actually <laughs> go wanna, through some of these. You want real these. answers? Okay. All right. I actually, we don't have to do every single player, but I sure. feel like there are... There are some that we could probably do. All right. That's fine. Like, Bender would be the observer, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Totally invisible, but always watching. But sees everything? Yeah. Yep. McCard be a stalker because he would stand there, do a little shimmy, and then blink behind you. And then just blink? Ooh, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um,. Could we could we give EJ the immortal just because he's the old guy now? Yeah, but I guess an immortal with no shields because he just breaks immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I like that answer a lot, actually. Um, Let's see. Can Sam could be a disruptor? Little little G. Eh, eh, I don't know. How's he a disruptor? I feel like he. Uh, I'm trying to think of a unit that's you know around a lot. I was gonna say he could be a Hellion. Yeah, that's a better answer. I like that answer. Or would LOC be a Hellion? Nah, LOC would be like uh, just a. Uh, I can't think of the name. the The basic unit for Protoss. A zealot. Yes, thank you. Because he just charges into everything. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with that. Kadri would be like a baneling. Because you never know when he rolls in and blows up on somebody. Yeah. And 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 can do friendly fire. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> can definitely definitely hurt his own team. <laughs> um, Let's see. We, have, we need who's a we need a Terran unit. I guess we have Hellion for Gerard, but you didn't seem sold on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I 
I don't think Hellions is like a spinny unit. I'm trying to think of a unit that spins in circles, but I can't. Well, find I'm thinking it. of like like elusive, quick. Yeah, um, that's that's definitely true for Hellions. Certainly not like like can't take can't take very many hits. <laughs> yeah, very weak in that regard. Uh, yeah, unless you played StarCraft, this, this is definitely a weird conversation. Burkowski is definitely a sniper. Good call. Man, Ryan Graves would have been the perfect siege tank. Yep. <laughs> the turret at the blue one. <laughs> 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 they don't really have, they don't, I don't know, they don't really have a big, I don't know, there's, we don't really have any, uh, we don't really have any Zerg units here. Yeah, I mean, Zerg units are weird unless you're just calling the whole team Zerglings. Like, <laughs> what about what about the the three headed monster? We don't even have units like those guys. Yeah, they're just three hydras sewn together. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Who who's uh, like, I feel like the three headed monster is like that that speed three battle cruiser build. Oh, where if it just if it gets on top of you, you just not lose. even that's not even a real build. Uh, what so all right? Who's the best at, at sneaking backdoor on this team? I don't know that anybody's really great at it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm struggling too because whoever that is is a lurker. But what do we go with Makar? He's already a stalker for sure. We can't change that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I don't know that we got to move on to another question here. We'll be on this for the entire show. Um. Do another hockey one here. Uh. Being Bednar's fifth anniversary today, what is your favorite Bedsy moment? I don't really have a moment, but the the conversation I wanted to have was burgundy suit versus his varsity jacket from the outdoor game. Which one? Neither. Neither. My favorite. My favorite Bedsy moment was the camo suit. The really, oh my really god, the awful camo suit. Just because when somebody asked him about it, um, it wasn't. It wasn't actually on the post game interview. Because when he walked in, I don't remember who it was, but somebody chirped him and was like, nice suit. And he just started laughing and was like, just something I don't get to throw on very often. And I was just like, how long has he had this? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was tremendous. It was the ugliest thing. It was the most specific thing. It was great. It was truly a, a wonderful Jared Bednar moment. All right. Well, the chat seems to agree with you. So, see, I guess it's, these are I my people. Camo suit it is. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I guess that's it. It for like an actual moment. Bednar doesn't have many because he's always so super calm and yeah. shows no emotion on the bench, but. When he finally got back to 500, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it took him way longer than it should have, but he made it. So, 
Um, the fight with Mac on the bench where Mac fell off the bench was pretty funny too. <laughs> that was good. Oh man. That, yeah. I mean, that's more of a Mac moment, I think, than a Bednar moment. It is, but, but I, I like, I like Bednar's reaction in that because like, he like looks back and sees it and then just like ignores it. And it's like, how stone cold do you have to be to see your star player spike his water bottle so hard that he falls backwards off the bench because he's fighting with you. And then you just don't say anything. You don't laugh about it. You don't smile about it. There's nothing. You just carry on. Like there was no, like, like nothing had just taken place like stone cold. Yep. He's uh he shows no fear. All right. This next one comes from our man, Gregor. He wants us to rank the Mexican Hockey League logos, which are right here. Um, personally, the Mayan Astronomers is my favorite one by a lot. Yeah, and then the Priests, and then the Stoneheads, and then the Eagle Warriors. I, I like the Stoneheads more than the Priests, just because it reminds me of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. With Olmec there. But. I mean, I was going to say, it's, it's it says Olmec, it should. Yeah, right. So, I, they're all, it's, I guess, like, smaller leagues tend to do this, right? But yeah, they're all, like, kind of the same stylistically in design. So, they're, they're similar. Our, our producer, Yahir, says the Aztec one is the best, which is the one we ranked the worst. So, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. We have uh, one person in chat rooting for Olmec as number one. So there you go. I don't even know where to watch the Mexican Hockey League. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of a lot of prospects are coming out of that league. Yeah. Not yet. Give it time. <laughs> All right, we got something right. If Blaze is saying the Mayan one looks awesome, I feel I feel more confident in my vote. I'm not. His opinions on logos are stupid and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> and I get to say that because I'm on the pod today, and he's not. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> uh. uh question here from Jesse. I'm a small town Canadian Avs fan coming to Colorado to watch the Avs play live. What are the top three things I have to do while I'm in Denver? Uh, number one, come to the DNVR bar and get a drink with us. So, do that, first of all. Yeah, I was pretty happy with somebody responded to him yeah. and gave him a real list, and I figured that was sufficient. Yeah, my my list of stuff to do in Denver. It's none of the touristy things that you should definitely do the first time you're in town. I mean, Red Rocks, one hundred percent, do that. Yeah. Uh, Yep. I mean, like everybody likes Red Rocks, you should definitely go do that. Obviously, we're biased. Go to the DNBR bar. Um, but otherwise. Uh, I'm. I always. I always hate this question just because I'm the. I'm the worst person to ask. I'm. I'm not social. I don't like to go do things. I'm boring, and I do not live my life to the fullest in Denver. That's same. Uh, I'm very much a creature of habit, 
So yeah, and that habit is hockey and video games and staying at home. Ordering Chipotle. <laughs> That's about as creative as I actually get. So they we had Qdoba the other day, just... and it was like that burrito. It was like a baseball bat. It was so big. <laughs> Chat's got you covered, though, if this person is in chat. They got all sorts of voodoo, Rocky Mountain National Park, Colorado History Museum. They got options out there. Yeah, go to the go convince yourself that DIA is actually a secret underground bunker for lizard people. You don't have to convince yourself. All you have to do is look at the evidence, people. <laughs> of course, Morgan suggests your museum. What a nerd. <laughs> All right. We already mentioned going down to the DNVR bar, but when you do go down there, get yourself some Breckenridge Brewery, eight different kinds on tap down at the bar, or go to a local liquor store and find it there. Use the Breck Beer Locator online. You can also get their good company seltzer. The seltzer is amazing. It tastes so, so good. So go check out the seltzer as well from Breckenridge Brewery. They have all sorts of amazing beers everywhere in the States. I think they're in all at least the lower 48. I'm not sure about Alaska and Hawaii, to be honest, but they should be available near you in the in the lower 48. Uh, and then you can check out Strava Craft Coffee at the bar as well. CBD-infused coffee, you can get it cold brew at the bar or order online with code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first order. And when you love it, you can get 20% off basically for life with their subscription service. So be sure to check them out. The CBD can help with a bunch of joint pains, migraines, other stuff like that. So if you need a little bit of a, a pick-me-up and a, a little bit of a, a pain loosener, weakener, StravaCraft is the stuff for you. Uh, all right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Production has told me we have graphics to show you guys these questions that I haven't been using. So, but what about Teddy Bridgewater being named I, quarterback? The second I never have to talk about Teddy Bridgewater again is the best day of my life. So here are our thoughts on it. Yeah. Hey, let's roll. Next. <laughs> all right. I don't, I just pick a question you know, here. I don't care which one. Bring it up. You're you're running the show now. Yep. You are the <laughs> captain now. <laughs> All right. What this one's from Zach O'Donnell. What's the most likely thing to happen this season for the Avs? McCarr scores twenty plus goals, Newhook gets forty five points, or McKinnon breaks a hundred. I think it's McKinnon breaks a hundred by a lot. I wanted to turn this into an FMK. Okay, I see. Yeah, uh, can we bring that can we bring the graphic back real quick? So the F, I think, is McKinnon at 100 points. Yep. Uh, the M is the McCarr gets 20 goals, and the K is Newhook gets 45 points. I don't know. I might, I might M Newhook on that one. Okay. I can accept that. Because I feel like even if I kill Makar, he'll uh, he'll come back even stronger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. All right. I, I mean, really, I don't want to kill any of those, but yeah. I just I, did it. I, I did mine in likelihood of them happening. I think. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think New Hook at 45 is the least likely of the three. Yeah. Um. 
Although Makar had 20 goals, I mean, defenseman scoring 20 is just... It's just not a thing that really happens much. Yeah, well, defensemen aren't Makar very often either. Yeah, everybody likes to believe that, but... I mean, it's just hard to do, man. I know, I hear you. That's, hear that's you. all I'm saying. That's all I ever say is it's just hard to do. Shooting percentages for defensemen are real low for a reason. You know, we saw... There were a bunch of people who were like, oh, after his first year, like, oh, he shot 9.9%. Well, if he, what if he doesn't hit so many posts, you know? Oh, well, then how many does he score? Well, the next year, he shoots 7.7%. So, you know, I'm sure one of these years he does it. He might even do it a couple of times. It's just really hard to do for defensemen. Yeah, there's there's our cop-out answer from Steven. You killed Taylor McCarr in the prospect recaps. (laughs) We got a question about him in here, so we're talking uh, about good. Taylor McCarr at some great, point. Great, great news. All right, uh, all right. Here is our uh, titular question uh, from JT: Which president of the United States would win in a Royal Rumble or actual fight to the death? Follow up: What the zombie version of the Botus would win? Real version has to be Lincoln, right? Like, he was an actual wrestler for a while. Yeah, but he's so big, and he had so many physical ailments that I don't I don't know that he... I, you want to talk about lumbering form? I think that's Lincoln. Yeah, yeah exactly. He just Lincoln knocks everybody is, away from yeah. all the time. So it's like, okay, are we talking, like, one-on-one, or are we talking... Like, I don't know anything about wrestling, so... Is Royal Rumble, like, is this, is this like, a team battle? Is it, like, four on four? Like, what are the parameters for Royal Rumble? I don't I don't know what they are. It's All right, so the Royal Rumble is they have 30 dudes all come out one at a time every minute, quote-unquote, to join the ring, and then you eliminate it if you get thrown over the top rope. Okay, and yes, and to answer Brad Francis's question, it would have to be when they were in office. Otherwise, we yeah. would eliminate yeah, obviously. all but what like four of these guys because yeah. they're all dead. Right. So <laughs> it would be there. It would be like say we had a time portal. Say say this is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and we're going around and we're picking up all these dudes from when they were president, and we're bringing them well, to a central location. Yeah, I think he's saying because like the first. 150 years of this country, all the presidents were like 70 in office. Yeah, so this is why my answer is Obama. <laughs> I think, it, I think, I think he's gonna have the, uh, I think he's gonna have the 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 youth and and the vigor to to outlast some cats. But I also like Teddy Roosevelt as an option. That that dude, that dude could. All right, this is bounce. This was before he was president, but Andrew Jackson did kill a guy in a duel. Yeah, all right, well, this isn't a duel. <laughs> sure, but all I'm saying is he's a killer, all right? He knows how to get the job done. I really, 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 really just going to keep some of these comments to myself. Because <laughs> I feel like we're treading on some really yeah, iffy territory probably here. Probably not something YouTube would love, for sure. But, <laughs> but yo, if, yeah, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, he got shot and lived, dog. Yeah, that's that's true. He's got there's no glass jaw there. He can definitely take some take some punishment. So I, don't couple, know. I guess there've been a couple presidents that got shot and lived, right? So Yeah. There could be some tough dudes in there. Yeah. Oh, that old uh that old Washington video on YouTube. Are y'all as chat old enough to remember that video? 
it's definitely not safe for work, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, there is this pod at the moment. <laughs> pretty true. <laughs> pretty true. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Uh no, I'm not picking. I'm not picking Trump. I'm not picking any of these old dudes. The the really old, the like the really old guys like Joe Biden would last like what like yeah, fourteen no. seconds. Biden would not win. No he shot. would like he would like roll in there. He would get clotheslined, and that would be over. And yep. be like, all right, that's done. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Did, Trudeau's about to lose his job. I don't know. I, Trudeau's pretty scrawny. I don't think he'd. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a that's a dude that if he wasn't who he was, he would definitely have like photoshopped abs on him on himself in selfies to try and pick up girls. That's a dude mm-mm, not not trusting that cat at all. I have no not. There's no way Trudeau would do anything in a fight. Yes. Oh, Kennedy Kennedy would have been interesting. He had a lot of he had a lot of issues too, though. Uh, all right, zombie version though, yeah, yeah. So zombie potus. I wasn't into. It's like so. Which zombie does what? Like, are we talking? Yeah. Which what kind which, of zombies are we even talking about? Yeah, yeah, which which zombie world are we picking from? Are we picking from like the super hyper intense zombies from some movies, or the slow like <laughs> in 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 like your classic zombie? Yeah, which which one? I just don't know. I think you have to pick the like hyper zombies, right? Because thirty zombies shambling around in a ring would be the worst event in history. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> they just wouldn't do yeah. anything. They'd just be bumping into each other. <laughs> yeah, it would just it would just be like a I don't know. It'd be like a video game level where you just like sneak by all of them as long as they don't get your attention. They're all just like. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Bye. We can outrun all of them. All right, I'm good with that. We can have a, we can have Obama be our number one zombie president. There you go. He's just the one who hasn't turned zombie yet. He's in the ring with 29 zombies. Yeah. That they that might whoever, be bad. Whoever I saw, I am legend. Yeah. Right. Whoever we picked for the winner of the living presidents. Is in the ring with twenty nine zombie presidents, and they have to fight them all off themselves. In that case, I'm going with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I trust Eisenhower. that dude to do some work. Maybe Eisenhower would go in. I don't know. Yeah, there's some, there's some tough dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Did Morgan Freeman's been the president in a couple of different yeah, movies, hasn't for- he? For a handful of movies, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, that'd be a good yeah. too. I like I like Teddy. I'm good with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that movie, Warm Bodies, by the way, that movie's really funny. Of course you would love that movie. Yeah. Of course you would. I I don't I don't wanna say I don't I don't wanna say that I love it. I just it was a it was a funny concept and I liked it. It, it was, was a movie once. like right up AJ's alley. Ah. It would be that movie. <laughs> I actually I really don't like zombies. I really don't like yeah, them. Yeah, that movie like, like barely about a zombie. It's yeah, it's 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 like a zombie coming of age film. 
with some rom-com thrown in. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our next question here. Which, oh, that's the old one. All right. We did that one already. Yeah, did I that one. did things out of order. Uh, if you could okay. attend one of the NCAA powerhouse schools for hockey, which one would it be? Which school would you say absolutely not to? So let's – okay, so you and I are high-end NCAA recruits, hockey recruits. Yep. We're not going to the CHL. Yep. We're going to go – we're going to play college hockey. Mm-hmm. What are the programs that we consider? Like what's your – what's your say top four? I'm, well, I turned down Notre Dame immediately. Okay, well, I don't think Notre Dame is a top program, so. That's not anymore. That's fair, yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably Boston College. Okay. Uh, Minnesota. Okay. Which which of the Minnesotas? Just Minnesota? Just the, the Gophers, U? yeah. All right. I, I, I wouldn't want to go to, like, Moncado or anything. Um, you wouldn't want to go to Minnesota Duluth? That'd be better than Mankato, but still probably not. Uh, who are the other major ones in the East? BU. Are, are, they're not really anymore. I mean, everything is cyclical, right? Yeah. UMass is now. That's a good point. Uh, I I wouldn't really want to go to DU, to be honest with you. North Dakota, that's a good one. See, North Dakota is my absolutely not answer. I I'm not going to North Dakota. I don't Dakota. blame you for that, but it's a powerhouse. North Dakota can go fuck itself. I'm not going there. You couldn't pay me to go there. Omaha is definitely not a powerhouse. Yeah, right now, right now, Michigan. Just Michigan, yeah. The run that the little run that they're on. Who's up there? St. Cloud. Quinnipiac. Start getting into some some weird ones. Yeah, Arizona State. Uh, I mean, I would love to play hockey at Arizona State, but maybe not if I was a high-end D1 recruit. All right. So, what's your what's your list of four, and which where do you go, and what's your absolutely not school? Uh, my absolutely not would still be Notre Dame. Uh, but <laughs> my list of four would be Boston College, Minnesota, uh, UMass, and. Probably St. Cloud, and then I'd just go to BC. Okay. And then I would not go to if if I can't choose Notre Dame. If I'm not allowed to choose Notre Dame, I would not go to Minnesota State. Okay. Um, my list of four would probably be Providence, Michigan. DU and Minnesota Duluth. And which one are you going to? DU. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm, the DU campus, I love the DU campus. I wish I had I wish I had gone uh, I, I wish I could have gone there when I was actually wanting to go to school and do that. See, I would have gone to Wisconsin. I'm not playing for Tony Granado. Yeah. Hell no. Tony, if Granado leaves. Hell no. But I love the DU campus. I love their rink. It's it's awesome. I love, I don't know. I just, 
I think being I think being part of the piles would be awesome. I I feel amazing every time I go down there and I'm on that campus. And I Providence is my only Eastern school. I really don't like the East. I really don't want to go out East. I don't have an interest in it. It's not it's I, I would be way more interested in going to Minnesota Duluth. So um yeah. I don't I don't like, wanna I don't want to go to Nodak because I don't I don't like Fargo. There's nothing in North Dakota, man. There's nothing I, to do yeah. there. I just don't really I don't um Fargo. I don't like North Dakota. I don't like Grand Forks. There you go. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Fargo. People are like you morons now where it is. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't I, I just don't like it. Yeah, I would not go to North Dakota either. I, I, like I don't want to. I like. Not, I really like the idea of DU because it's like, it, it's it's a it's a powerhouse in a big city. So there's not. It's not like I'm a superstar on campus. It's because that's personality wise. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be I don't. The same I don't want to be a big man on campus. If I'm right. in, if I'm in DU, I'm in a city. I'm in a city with a bunch of pro sports. I don't have to the same way. Yeah. I don't have to worry about any of that. And, um, that's, that's a thing that's important personality wise for me is that I would, I would much, I would much rather just be just sort of slide into the background as, and do my thing. I don't, I don't want to be highly visible. Sure. Also, I just love Denver. Denver rocks. Yeah. Denver's great. I mean, the real answer is I wouldn't go to college and I'd just stay in Denver and do this job. But Which USHL program would you go to? Ooh. Can I just say the USNTDP? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. That's fine. I hadn't thought about it, but I guess that's the obvious. That and the Chicago Steel. Yeah, those answers. are the two that are ahead above yep. for sure. Obvious answers. Yeah, definitely. None of I wouldn't go to any of the teams in Nebraska. Oh yeah, not gonna be a Lancer or a Tri City Storm. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. Whatever the team in Lincoln is. Ah, uh, yeah, the Stars. Oh, the Stars! Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, Fargo Force. I'm not going there either. Nope. They draft me. I'm I'm going to the CHL. Don't need Bye. to go to Sioux City either. Take a pass on that. Uh, you're fine with it? Maybe. I can be talked into it. Ugh, no, thank you. All right. Now that we've done enough shitting on people's hometowns from up north, yeah, uh, we can... Uh, I mean, I said I didn't like the entire east, so... That's true. I, I, can't, uh, I can't save you from that one. Uh, anyway... Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can get $200 basically for free when you sign up for a new account with code DNVR right now. All you have to do is bet $1 on a week one NFL game. You don't have to wait for the game to happen. You don't have to win. You just bet a dollar and they instantly deposit $200 of free bets into your account. That easy. You're done. You get $200 of free bets. As long as you sign up for a new account with code DNVR, you can bet on whatever you want with that 200 bucks. It's free money to play with, whether you want to uh, bet on hockey, basketball, football, whatever, whatever other sport suits your fancy. Uh, you can't bet on the Olympics anymore, but I'm, I'm going to push DraftKings to get the uh, 
the competitive climbing circuit. Don't, we, don't we have the Paralympics right? going on right now? Oh, do they? I haven't looked, to be honest. I thought they were. They might be. Maybe you can bet on that. So, anyway, either way. Sorry. No, you're good. Tons of options. Maybe even the Paralympics to bet on. So DraftKings has you covered all the way from top to bottom when it comes to sports. Use that DNVR code and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. Use, blah, 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 excuse me, visit DN, not, no, just completely lost the plot here. Visit DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. The $200 is paid out in site credit and of course if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right we're also brought to you by chevalier mortgage they have you covered when you know you win a bunch of money from DraftKings sportsbook and you think i should buy a house they can do that for you here in colorado they've been doing it for a long time and they are diehard sports fans just like everyone here at dnvr the important one and the one i always mention when i talk about them though is mike is a certified financial planner so this isn't just a guy trying to get you a low rate on a home loan they'll actually take a look at your entire financial picture and find the right loan for you to get everything set up just the way you need it so check them out today you can go to dnvr mortgage com to hook it up and they will also give you a chance to enter to win some free swag as well as a free consultation so free dnvr merch just for checking them out jump on that as well you can also call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 michael chevalier nmls 1931006 virginia chevalier 1910631 all right so aj is it is it fair to say that for this show, we put the ball in our listeners' court. Sure. Sure. We let them ask the questions. So. Yeah. So now that the ball is in their court, they need to make sure that they shave it. So hit up Manscaped. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and make sure the ball is looking good. Uh, you can also use it all over your body. It doesn't doesn't have to be manscaping your your junk only. You can use it above the belt, below the belt. Fun fact: I use it to shave my head. It's a lot cheaper than a haircut, so it works great for for pretty much any hair on your body. Hit them up at manscaped.com. Use that DNVR twenty code to get twenty percent off when you get the perfect package four You also get free shipping as well. Yeah, you should see him coming by now. I've how long have I been doing this for now? The manscaped reads <laughs> a long sorry. time, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should uh, you should be up to speed on him for sure. All right, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we are getting into. We still have a handful of questions left on these graphics, so let's go to the next one. I suppose. Greg Cronin recently got a three-year extension. What are your thoughts on the job he has done with the Eagles and developing prospects? This one comes from Luke from Winnipeg. Who I'm seeing this weekend. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Cronin's been fine for the Eagles. He certainly has checked all the boxes that the Eagles would like him to check. Again, they've made Mm -hmm. the playoffs every year of their existence, uh, and they've maintained that through the AHL. It was pretty close there that first year, but they made it. Um, so 
on that side of things, I think he's checked every box. It, he's, I, I, I struggle to do this because it's it's very difficult to separate Cronin from the rest of the organizational front office on development decisions and and things like that. So you've also seen him have very quick turnaround success with guys on the higher end, like Newhook already looking to graduate. You're talking about someone like uh, Ranta, who looked very good in the AHL, even if maybe they they yoloed him into the NHL a little bit quickly. Um, obviously, Foodie has been uh, was a nice success for them last year as well. So, certainly on the on the prospects that show up in Flash, they've done a very good job. Yeah, um, the higher end guys that that they've had to cycle in. They think they've done a good job integrating into, into things. Um, some of the frustrations, guys like Igor, Ty Lewis, Nick Henry, yeah. Yeah. Um, JC Bowden. It, it feels like some, although those, not all those guys were Greg Cronin. Um, it feels like it. Some of them definitely seem to get caught in the muck. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like some of them really didn't get much of a chance. Um, I think Nick Henry is the one that probably bothers me the most there because we saw him in the rookie tournament. He's playing on the left side next to Shane Bowers and Martin Cowan. And that line was sick. And they were really good. And then they go, they get to the AHL and Bowers and Cowan are mixed into the lineup somewhere. And Nick Henry's fighting for a fourth line spot. Yep. And... It just feels like there hasn't been a guy that's really shown up and worked his way up that lineup. There have been guys like Logan O'Connor who showed up, did well in the job that they were given, and then moved on. Yep. And that's been fine. But we haven't really seen much success from guys working their way. Up the ladder. The reality is the Fs still haven't developed a role player out of one of their own drafted prospects. And now that's getting a little specific because LOC wasn't drafted. Drafted, sure. But, I I mean, my point with LOC more is that he was, what, 24, 23 when he joined the organization? I think he was 22, but yeah. Well, okay, but he's 25 now or something. So yeah, that was a little bit of a more aged player as opposed to bringing in 20 year olds. Right. So I get like, I get, I get the point, but it's, it it also like LOC fits into this like weird hyper specific spot. Yeah. Yeah, Where it's like, well, well, the ads haven't drafted and gotten a guy, but it's like, we overlooked the fact that they took an undrafted guy. Sure. They, I mean, there's and, some, some credit to their scouting system there for sure. Yeah, and this was a guy who had 21 points as a career high in college at, at Denver, and then his first year in the yeah, AHL went off. Oh, yeah. Had a 42-point season. So, you know, like, they that, that's a good job by the organization top to bottom of getting an NHL guy out of him. Now, we're going to see this year is his He's expected to be a full-time guy for the first time. Yep. So we'll see how he handles that. But uh, I just don't really. Uh, I don't. I don't have a really strong problem with Cronin. But it does feel like sometimes um, my biggest my biggest issue. It's not so much the Megnas. 
It's the Ryan Wagners. Yeah, they, the, which again, I I do wonder how much of this is on Cronin as compared to the rest of the organization. We know, yeah, like a guy like Billington has been very aggressive in those type of things for the Eagles as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I it, it, knowing knowing the hierarchy and what the lineup is and yeah. all of that, it's we just don't really know who's a hundred percent in charge of all that. Um, so it's hard to say if that's on Cronin or not, but I will say organizationally, it has been frustrating to yeah. watch AHL deals get played over your drafted prospects. And especially I, I, this coming year is a big year for that because the AHL team is going to have more prospects on it than it's had in a long, long time. Yeah, the forwards, the the forwards alone, I mean... You're talking the forwards are expected to have some, you know, let's just assume AHL veterans and LOC take up the fourth line. Sure. So you have Bowers. Uh, in, Bowers. in Colorado. So, yeah, you have Bowers, Cout, Ranta, Bocage, Foodie. Possibly Foodie. And, and, and Nick Henry. Henry's still there, yeah. And then whatever, you know, and, and that that right there, it's just like, okay, well, there's half of your forwards. If, if What are they going to do with them? Those dudes playing in the bottom six down there and just, you know, grinding in the muck instead of getting quality opportunity. Yeah. That feels like you're, you're not taking full advantage. Yeah, and it just feels like, uh, you know, if you've got those guys sitting next to AHL deal guys instead of each yeah. other. Right. Like, come on. Like, these are the future of your organization. Let's yep. get let's get these guys playing together and get them accustomed to playing together. Let them grow together, learn together, develop together. That way, when they get to Denver together, they're already comfortable. It doesn't it, it doesn't do it doesn't make sense to drop these cats next to AHL deals. And I don't I don't mean like Jason Magna AHL deal. I mean like actual AHL deals. Dudes that are playing in the ECHL and have a two-way contract with the yeah. AHL. Like if you're going to put them next to a Dylan Sakura uh or or a Stefan Mateau, that's one thing, but putting them putting them next to like Dude. was Kale Cassine, like these yeah. types of guys over the years. Dudes that just don't have AHL level skill. Yeah, it's been it's been frustrating to watch them consistently give ice. Like Foodie played next to Ryan Wagner like all year last year. Yep, and it was just like, God, this is frustrating. And that's my problem organizationally with the Cronin stuff. I, and how much of that is Crow and not it, right. a moving just, target? He's but, the poster child for that issue, is all. Like, yeah, exactly. As the head coach of the AHL team, we're, yeah. We kind of lay that at his feet. Yep. I will say it's going to be fascinating this year to see how he handles the goaltender rotation. Yeah. Between Miska, Johansson, Miner, and Ananen, he's got way more goaltending talent than he's ever had. Yep. So I want to see how that gets, how he utilizes those guys. But it's okay. Uh, Colton, it's not that we don't want to talk about the Grizzlies. It's just that from our perspective, man, there isn't much to it's, talk about. It's unfortunate reality other than the goaltender position the grizzlies are almost entirely irrelevant to the colorado avalanche yeah and it's just there really isn't hope hope that they do well we don't want to see too many abs prospects there outside of goaltenders and you know that's really it i don't have much else to add about the grizzlies yep i wish it did i mean i wish i had strong thoughts about it but 
Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. There's. It's just hard to talk about them in any relevance to the Avs. But. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't. Yeah, Utah is a big hockey town, or if, rather Salt Lake, I suppose. But. If we could justify it, I would love to have a full-time person both in Utah and in Loveland. Yeah. If we were just a super rich company angles, that just yeah. covered AHL and ECHL for us, that'd yeah. be so sick. But that would be that would be like someday, right? Like that yeah. would be a goal of mine. Certainly to get somebody in Loveland who at least has connections with the ECHL, because for us. We, you know, we've both dabbled in covering the Eagles from time to time, but it's just too hard when you have the abs yeah, it, with the, the demanding. Is, like, the, the time demand is too much. The the Eagles, yeah. I covered a good amount of them independently, but, you know, when your options are cover the Eagles or cover the abs, you're covering the abs. Like, that's just the reality of it when it comes to hockey coverage. You, you, <laughs> If I could, if I could take an, if I could get an AHL reporter, an AHL ECHL reporter, I would take that over the yacht. Yeah, Easy. I, I guess our yacht can only be like twenty one point nine million. Sorry. <laughs> take a hundred k and buy a buy <laughs> a. Nah, both an AHL and an ECHL. Even that's probably way too much. But yeah, we're gonna get fifty k for those guys. That's that's good money to cover the miners. More than I'm making by quite a bit, so <laughs> I have to ask for a raise if they're making that much. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not giving our AHL reporter 50k, no, sir. <laughs> Maybe I, I'll become the AHL reporter if that's what we're paying. <laughs> yeah. Any anyway, uh, speaking of which, P.S. If you know anybody that might have an interest in uh, joining the DNVR Avalanche team, send them my way. Boom. We are, I don't want to say that we are committed to hiring somebody, but we're poking around. Open to the option, potentially. Yeah, we're looking We're looking around to see if there are some people that are interested. We're, we're trying to expand a little bit, so you uh, hit me up. I'm back on Twitter. Return of AJ. Yeah, don't tell me. I haven't Twitter, tweeted yet. But AJ's sneaking around on Twitter. That's right. Um. All right. Next question. I I don't even know how many we have left. Uh, we already did that one. Yep. Cycled through that one already. Uh, no. Go. All right. There we go. That, yeah. One. What is the actual likelihood of Taylor McCarr playing for the Abs in the future? I don't know much about his projected ceiling as a player. If I'm be first of all, is your name Abs Old School Runescape? Is that your Twitter handle? Because that's kind of dope. Uh, secondly, it has to be close to zero, right? I think all seventh rounders are close to zero. I think all seventh rounders are like less than 5%. Yeah. It, I, you're like, realistically, you're looking at maybe. Every year you get maybe one, maybe two seventh rounders at most. Yeah, depending on the season, like there's almost always a couple of guys that come out of the seventh round and play in the NHL. But they're not regulars. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty rare to see guys last more than about 200 games. Yep. 
Um, Taylor McCarr, look, he took substantial steps in the AJHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he was a draftable prospect in the eyes of most of the NHL. Mm-hmm. But we'll but see. He's going to go to UMass. Pick. He's going to a good program. You well, never he's, know. Uh, he's got good size. He's a center. If he stays there in UMass, that helps him because the Avs could use that. Um, it's really not a very high ceiling, but he's taken such big steps forward the last couple of years that you're at least curious to see how it goes. But right now, anyway, you expect him to play all four years at UMass, and it's a real uphill battle for him just to get an ELC, let alone be an F. That, and that's the thing that's so hard when it comes to projecting these types of kids because they're so far away from the NHL. Yeah. Like, you're, like getting getting drafted is great, but it is a long road for him to get to the NHL. Yep. It's, it's so different from first-rounders at the top where you're talking about this dude could be one year away from the NHL. It's mm-hmm. it's just not like that at all for even like even like third and fourth rounders. It's, it's just not look like at that. look at Sample Ranch. He's going into his fourth year. This is yep. D plus four. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's you know it's and that's a guy who's been on a straight up trajectory. Look at Drew Hellison too. He got drafted. Yeah. He's had two years only gone up like <laughs> Stock has skyrocketed, and that was a second round pick. That was yep. a, he was he was a, like a almost a top fifty selection, and it's still a really it's an upward trajectory for that guy, and it's still a long way to go. Yep. So it, this was a great great reward for Taylor McCarr and hard work and all that. Uh, a good year, and the Abs obviously saw something that they liked. Um. I don't know how much I, I don't I don't want to f- cast the stone that the only thing they liked about him was that his last name was Makar. I that's unfair uh, to the work that Taylor put in and the progress that he made uh, with the, with the Bandits. But I mean, I'll cast that stone. I I, I don't I don't like to because it's not it's not fair to him and we don't know that for sure. So it's not it, it feels unfair, but it's. Sure, he's got a lot. He's got a lot to improve that he that he needs to get going at, at UMass in order to be yeah. uh, on the like, NHL radar. Obviously, there's nothing confirmed there, but it. I don't think it's coincidence that the team that employs his brother drafted him. I also, I mean, I I would agree, but you know, I. It feels like taking something away from Taylor, and I don't want to do that. Fair enough. Uh, next question, then I suppose I thought we had at least one, one or two more in there. That also, he's there. hilarious, so I hope he does make it. If you could take a second line player from any team in the league and just insert him into the Avs second line, who would it be and why? Um, okay, well, my answer here, uh, William Nylander. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be silly. He's only on their second line because their first line is so has been so jacked. Um, but I would put I would put William Nylander. Bam, he's on the left side next to Kadri and Burakovsky. There you go. 
easy one. Yeah. <laughs> dry dry side all that's <laughs> Yeah. Cheating at that point. Yeah, what's what uh how much time did he spend with McDavid last year? Because I think he was his most bit. common line. Yeah, but... it was a good bit. Um yeah, I I don't I think Nylander is probably the best answer of a dude that actually technically plays on the second line. Yeah, McDavid is Dreisaitl's second most common line mate. They played 343 minutes together. So, so I don't think he really Not really counts. on a second line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Even if they wanted to, Vancouver's not going to give them away. Yeah. Uh, Braden Point, no, he doesn't count. Yeah, Couturier doesn't really count either. JT, JT Miller played last year. He played next to Patterson. Yep. Um, I, should, I guess I should say two years ago. I don't know about this last season. I don't. I don't know what their alignment was. But Patterson was hurt a lot. So, do we have another question or two? I'm not sure. Yeah. So for me, it would be one Nylander. more. All right. If you're a professional athlete, <clears throat> would you rather have a long average playing career or a short, fantastic career cut short by injury? So for me, this was the Terrell Davis versus Curtis Martin question. All right. Um, Terrell Davis had the short yeah. six-year window, ended yeah. up in the Hall of Fame. Curtis Martin played for like 14 years. Racked up a bunch of great numbers, but I, I, it's not really fair to say his career was average. Sure. Um, because he hung around as a running back in the NFL for like 12 years or whatever. But uh, for me, I think I, I think I would choose the long career. I See, I think I'd probably... Well, it depends on the injuries. Are these injuries going to like debilitate me in everyday life yeah like is it is it like back injuries yeah am i gonna be you know 40 or... and like my body is broken yeah yeah i think that's another important factor yes i did not mean to denigrate curtis martin's career he was very <laughs> good good lord um yeah because like if I'm reasonably oh, okay tough. and there's just injuries that like can't play hockey anymore, I think the short superstar would be the one. But if the injuries are like, yeah, you can't, you won't be able to walk when you're 50. I'll take the long career. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess it would depend on the, I, I think for me, it would, now that I'm really thinking about this, it would probably depend on the nature of the injury. You know, because I'm not, I'm not messing with brain stuff. Yeah, I'm not messing with concussions and waking up and you know having random freakouts and stuff. I, mm, I don't, I don't want to play with that. I'd rather, I'd rather have the long career where I'm just like, I'm good at the end of it. Yep. I think I would probably, I think I would probably just take the long career. All right, take both, but at the end of it, you have to stick your hand in a snowblower. 
Bro, never. <laughs> we don't talk about snowboarders on the show. <laughs> what the hell, bro? It's always too soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, who's who's a good example of like a long? Would it be Darren Helm? Like a long average yeah. career? Yeah, probably. So. I'm. I'm. I had the abs pulled up, and I'm trying to find like average, and it's like. I mean, Darren Helms played 744 games in the NHL. Like, is Tangay too good to be average? Yeah, probably. Yes. yes. Tangay would probably be my Curtis Martin example. Like, I guess Lyles didn't play for that long. Lyles had a good career. How about, like, Stefan Yell? There's a good answer. I mean... What's the difference between Stefan Yell and Darren Helm? Right. That's what I'm, I was just trying to find, like, a longer time Av that fit the bill. Helm's going to play for the Avs for one year. Yeah. I mean, Stefan Yell played 991 games. Yep. Career high of 27 points in his yep. rookie year. It never got better yeah, than that. Only, it only went down from there. My goodness. So. Yeah, interesting. Um, Hayda, eh. He was fine. I don't think he played for, like, insanely, insanely long. Chelios was, one, too good, and two, like, that's not a long NHL career. That's, like, Iron Man-level insanity how long he played. He's like the NHL's Jamie Moyer. (laughs) Yager and Cullen, yeah. Now you're just naming like the most longest tenured players you can think of, Jack. Cullen, <laughs> Cullen is a good one just because he he hung around forever. Yep. Let's see if I can find one. Because Cullen, Cullen played 1,500 games, dude. Yep. Goodness. Yeah, obviously these are non-abs. Um, Roman like, Hammerlick. He was pretty good at the heyday of his career, though. How I don't know how many games Talbot played ultimately. Yeah, I think Yell is a good one. Almost a thousand games played, and he was a strict fourth liner his whole career. Yep. So I would rather be I would rather be Stefan Yell than I don't know a guy who flamed out really quickly. So you can't pick a guy like Lindros or Forsberg yeah, because right. they, were, they were too good. Like, well, they were they were they had the they they still played for like a got, decade. Yeah, Forsberg got like eight good years in. Yeah, yeah. When he's when the question asks short like great short career, I was thinking like two or three Thorell years. Davis, yeah, like, a really short window. There you go. So. He leaves a decent answer for that. Yeah. He had those two, three superstar years, and then he hung around the league, but he was a bum. Keely was better than you remember. Not a, not after 07. Maybe it was 08. Did he have another good year? I guess I kind of discounted yeah. the early part of his career in Atlanta, but... Yeah, he played, and he yeah. played for 13 years, man. Yeah, you're right. He was good until, like, 2010. And even then... It was really it was 2012 2013 where he just fell off the cliff. Yeah. And it was just like 
He's done. Yakupov was never good. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess Yakupov is like rookie season. Even then he was he wasn't like that good. Oh, I yeah, Ryan Smith is a weird one for me. Dig is a great Alexander Dig is a great answer of a really long term average player. I mean that there's a if you go into the backstory there there's a whole lot of things going on with that one but yeah why can't I think of a really good short term NHL player where career where injuries just like where they just nope because they're few and far between they get derailed before their careers can really start if that happens it would have been it would have been like crosby except assume he never comes back from From the thing yeah where it was like he got five six great years in and then that was it yeah so it'd be like end crosby's career after two after 2010 and it's just like Nothing after that ever happens. Would you rather have that one and head problems for the rest of your life or stiff and yells career? I'll take yells. Yeah, me too. All right. I think we are wrapped up then. So appreciate y'all chat and everyone who sent questions in. Uh, fun little show today. We'll be yeah. back tomorrow. Talk I gotta about go call my landlord. Oh, God. He called in the middle of the show and then sent me a text message that was that long, and I was like, oh, my God. You're in trouble. You're in trouble now. Uh, Anyway, thank you for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of y'all a ton. Uh, Same time tomorrow. By the way, we're moving the podcast officially back to 1.30 p.m. start times. Yeah. uh, If you watch live. Until the games uh, start happening, obviously. but Yeah. For, for the rest of the offseason, we'll be live at one thirty, which we were live at around one thirty half the time anyway. But uh, anyway, one thirty. That's when you can catch us. We'll see you all there tomorrow.